No introduction. <laughs> jumping We're jumping in. right in here. <laughs> to the... Oh, you the... <laughs> the San Diego Padres. Look, you saw what happened today. Um... That's that's it right there. That that slow to even start the conversation. That almost pause of what what can I even say here is exactly how the peanut and the polar bear feel. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do my normal like here's what happened here's the deal. <laughs> uh, because to me it's this it's the very normal or not normal it's a very similar song and dance that we've seen for a couple of years now. And to me, it feels like the Padres are at the same, like they're at this one position in their identity that they just cannot escape. So what is that? I'll tell you, Polar Bear. We go into, into Detroit this week, just an awful team, Detroit. They are horrendous. They're like bottom four of the league. So naturally, what am I thinking? Oh, with how good the Padres talent is, with how stacked we are, we just won two out of three in New York. Obviously, this is an opportunity to stack up some W's and take three on the road versus an awful team. Right. Of course, of <laughs> course, that's not what happens because we just simply – refuse to take that leap so if you saw the first game 12 to 4 absolutely dominated dominated by an inferior opponent Sean Mania gets absolutely torched around the field and look yeah I heard they got into Detroit at 3 a.m or whatever tough shit right you get blown out by an awful team so there's that and I'm going oh, of course every time I think we're going left we're going right that's that's just how it goes. And uh, that's been going on for two years. And we just haven't been able to shake that. Stigma. It's uh, not even a stigma. It's it's <laughs> what we think their identity is, is not what their identity is. Right. Right. I think maybe, you know, as as long, long Padre fans as you and I have been, and we have gone through horrible teams. We've gone through horrible players and just been, you know, just taken out to the woodshed and woodshed, if you will, year after year. And, you know, two years ago, I think as fans, as we talk about, you know, we were on a high for the Padres and this, you know, that high was, a quick one and our expectation as fans was finally this is a team and we've talked about it this is a team that finally is understanding the expectation that these long Padres fans have had and I I don't you know it's really weird you know I I think as fans we try and get an understanding of and I talk about it a lot is what's going on in the clubhouse what's going on like what is our identity as a team and, you know, when we had the, you know, I, I can't even remember the name where we had the home run chain, you know, the swag chain, if you will. You know, 
<laughs> what happened to that? Like, what happened to that intensity, that heat, if you will, that our team was coming at? You know, oh, I, you'd have to hit, you'd have to hit some home runs. To, exactly. Like, throw it that, on. So I that's think exa- exactly what I was about. I was just about to go into is we need an offense to celebrate, and right now. I don't know. It, it, it's just the it's just the comments of old, right? Like constantly, why can we not? Yeah, the farm team. Yeah, farm team pitching has done this. It's done that. It's like at some point somebody's got to fucking hit a baseball and just constantly hit a baseball. It's like no one can get into a groove. It, 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 it's just good God, man. So day two occurs. <laughs> <laughs> oh god (laughs) right that was just game one where i mean i can't tell you the fit of rage that the this series has put me in personally and one particular man oh my god taylor rogers talk about losing it (laughs) you've man you've lost it what happened to the our closer this guy Look, I, I think so. You know, we. But then another part of our identity is we score some runs, and then we go ahead and you're going, hey, you know, now now we're gonna work off these runs. You know, you know, let's say we score two in the fourth. Like, okay, you know, get a few here, get a few there. No, no, we we score two, and it's like two to zero, and then we just absolutely come to a halt, and it's okay. like, all right, let's hold them there. And it'll, you know, we'll try to win 2-0, which you're putting so much pressure on the uh, starting pitching, which has been pretty good besides Manaya in the, the blowout, which, by the way, Eric Hosmer in that game, just an absolutely crucial error. And I can't, I can't watch him play first base anymore. I think at last, last year on this podcast, I gave that guy so much legroom, so much – Hey, you know, maybe he's a great clubhouse guy. I don't care anymore. I can't look if you if you can't field a ground ball at first base and you're giving teams extra outs, and then on the flip side, if you can't get a base hit when it counts, how why are you on the team? Why are you in the I, leagues at this point? I feel like uh San Diego as a franchise gives such a long leash to its players. Like uh Trent Grisham, for instance. Is right. he just going to start the entire year? The guy is batting 180. It's like we figured out he can't hit at this point. It's like we got – so we take the axe to him, and that's it. Like stop bringing him out there and expecting him to do other things. It's like he's batting 180. We're 100 games in. That's what he's going to bat. We have to move on, and we just don't do it. And, dude, I'm – I agree. It's just – it's almost like we're afraid, like you said, it's almost like we're afraid to drop the axe. Yeah, we're we're afraid, like, who gives a shit? We're going to let you go, and yeah. you know we'll figure it out. It's a lot better than what's going on right now. Yeah, it's got to be a, more about winning and losing than it is about, well, and again, this plays into Taylor Rogers today, because yesterday, we're up 3-2, and he bl- it blows the game in the ninth, and they score with two outs, two strikes, like classic. They tie the game. He gets out of it. So then we play in the 10th. We end up winning the game. And then today does the same thing, which is like, didn't we just do this yesterday? You're going to put the guy in where the situation was exactly the same. He's right. blown now six saves. 
his record's 0 and 6 as a like as a closer, your record is 0 and 6. Not just blown saves, your record is 0 and 6. So we've lost a ton of games that you've blown those saves. Right. So like I'm saying about Grisham, there's got to be certain guys that you just take the axe to. And we're at the turning point of where we're at as a team, where, like you said, last year, I feel like gave a lot of leeway to guys. And it was like, oh, you know, just keep the squad together, keep the momentum together, and then they'll figure it out together. It's like, and now we're at the point of the fan base where it's like, absolutely not. We need Hosmer out of there. We need Grisham out of there. And we can't, even if we were to make the playoffs and we were in a one run game, why the hell would we put Rodgers in the game? It's like we've seen it all year. He's not going to – it's having Cody Parkey as your kicker, basically. You're just waiting to die. Right. Right. And what I don't what I don't understand, and this is something that just is – has always kind of confused me, but also I just want to know is, you know, Hosmer's not – you know, Hosmer to fans like you and I is not a big – big name guy anymore he's the guy that's right. fucking killing us Great point. So, so you know what bring up a i would i would rather have a guy come up from the minors and say you know what we're gonna give you a shot and i want you to compete and you know what if you're batting and can be playing defensive better than him here's your job and you know what osmer we'll figure you out down the line and and the same for trent grisham it's just you know for the longest time, and I said it earlier, you know, Padres, farm system, farm system, farm system. It's like, but we have a farm system, yet we hold on to guys like Hosmer and just, like you said, give them the leash and say, you know what, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll play with his flaws and the team will suffer because of it. I mean, I mean, you just making those mistakes as a veteran of him in the, in the major leagues, if I'm a guy, same same, if I was in the same lineage of him and Hosmer and I saw him making mistakes like that, the first thing I would say is that guy's trash. And what, like, what is your baseball IQ? What are you like high every day? Like what's going on? <laughs> Good Lord. Oh yeah. I mean, it's, and I, I, I didn't want to come on and be all doom and gloom about it because we are, we do have a good record somehow, but like I've been texting you, I'm like, I don't know how we, Right in the position we're in, it seems like every game that we win is like a one-run game where basically like the ninth inning works out. But it's not like there's been very few games where we just go out and win like six to one. And it's it's always like these one-run fiascos that you're just hanging on by a thread. And literally today, there's two strikes, two outs again, and I'm going. I mean, he'll probably give up a base hit. Like that's where I'm at mentally watching this guy pitch. And gives up. I thought it was a home run. Honestly, I thought it was a three-run homer. It gives up a shot to the wall. And basically, what I've seen out of Rogers, his slider was incredible at the beginning of uh, his tenure with the Padres this year. That's gone. Like batters are taking that pitch a right. lot, or he just hangs it there and they're waiting for it, and they just crush. Lock. Yeah. And then his sinker has lost his touch as well, which makes his fat I mean his sinker and fastball are basically the same pitch and it's not like he's going up there throwing a hundred you know he's or he's throwing maybe what 94 95 so you know his repertoire has been figured out and uh I mean it's just we're at the point of the year where you know 
five days away from the deadline where it's like, how many games are we going to just lose to like make this guy feel good and be like, yeah, you're our closer, but we've lost like nine games because you can't finish the game. You're like, you're not a closer by definition of the word. You're not a closer. No, let's figure something out. Like first place in the division is gone. You can forget the Dodgers are an actual good team that like wins games. Of course they won today when we lost because that's just how it goes. Like they lose two out of three in uh, uh, Washington of all places and somehow gain a game on us. Like, so you can absolutely forget about the West. It's all about the wild card. And that'll transition into the trade deadline talk uh, that we're going to get into, which is, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could happen and I'm, I'm so scarred from last year's disaster. And we had talked about, uh, last year, going into the this week, I was like, I want Max Scherzer. Obviously, that didn't happen. Went to the Dodgers. So, I mean, the big name is Juan Soto, and if you, if I'm any member, not even probably any member that has any say of anything that goes on with the development of the roster, you go all in. Absolutely. If Washington wants five prospects, give them six. Because we can't win with this team that's out there. If you throw a bat like Soto in the lineup and we get Tatis back, which looks like we are finally, I mean, that's an actual change of the fortress that would help us. But the guys that are intact right now, absolutely, like, this is what's going to happen. We'll probably make the playoffs with who we got. But, like, it's a first-round exit, 100%. Right. Right. And, you know, the whole, you know, just jumping right into the Juan Soto thing. I've been trying, I've been trying to read up on everything and just keep my eyes and, you know, just have a lot of different scenarios played off in my head. Like, you know, where, where do I see this guy going? And, you know, everyone has put the Padres in as their number one. And you, you hit everything on the head. Like it would be a, the biggest thing for the Padres right now is a spike in offense. And with that, and also the contribution from Tatis and look, I just quick on the whole Tatis thing. And I know we, I know we might touch on it a little bit later. I'm terrified of Tatis coming back. I don't know why I'm just, they've held him back so long and uh, my this is I mean let's let's just kind of open the can of worms here. <laughs> what I'm terrified about is one they want to protect him, which I'm all for. Hey, look, the guy is he is our you know golden child at this point, and the same with Manny. Like those two guys in my eyes for the Padres right now, just me personally, those are the two guys that we technically are trying to keep very healthy. Personally, I like Kim. I want to keep that guy good. And, you know, but when it comes to Tatis, I'm a, I'm terrified with what's going on behind closed doors with his injury. Like, yeah. Rightfully so. I mean, it's been, I mean, it's been such a bizarre sequence where they right. literally haven't said anything that would like tell you anything until like last week. But go ahead. Right. And that's what worries me is as a fan base or how transparent and look, the Padres have always done this. Like if it's an injury, it's, it's kind of, I don't, we don't know what's going on, but look, just quick, 
across the board for the polar bear and, and Tatis coming back, it terrifies me. And if we had the opportunity, and I hope we still do, of getting Juan Soto, that would be great because Tatis scares me. Soto coming. Well, what in. do you mean he scares you? Like he's gonna get hurt again, or he's yeah, not gonna produce? I, I, don't, I don't know. I guess. I guess for me, like I'm, I'm so weary about how bad that injury was to him, and what they're not really telling us. Like, you know, he is, and we went all in on him, right? And he got injured, and they've just, and again, they may be nursing it, which they are. It's just, I guess that's what scares me is there's so much like, what is going on with his injury and what are they really telling us? And they're, again, they're trying to keep everything quiet, but that's my biggest fear is I don't know because I haven't seen him play in the whole season right now. The whole year, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, the Juan Soto thing, the biggest thing for me is he needs, if, if we were to get him and I want to get him, that would be such a spike in the offense, which hopefully is just a kick in the nuts to our guys and says, hey, we can do this and keep leads and things like that. You know, I think the, uh, the Padres are in need of that offense. That would be huge. Like I said, I agree with you. Throw the kitchen sink at them. Give them whatever the fuck they want. You know, yeah. at this point, what do, what do we have to lose? exactly that's exactly it and then from the player's aspect or uh, vantage point uh, I think if you make if you end up making a massive trade like that and which obviously is like I would assume guys like CJ Abrams uh, Mackenzie Gore if he's okay like I'm, he got injured a couple of days ago but they said it was you know inflammation or something and again who knows what happened there right, right, but right. you would be trading guys like that I would imagine um, which like if you're a player on that team, like you've gotten to know those guys and that's going to be, you know, human instinct is, uh, you know, you don't want to see those guys go, but from the organization side, by making that trade, you're establishing that the results of what this team has done to this point is unacceptable. Correct. Like we, we're not going to win with the guys that we had in that moment. So like, we're going to make changes. And I think that changes the whole dynamic going forward. Um, and that's something we didn't do last year. Like we made a couple of trades, you know, but it was more like we're going to keep this group together because we believe in you, which is fine, but it didn't work out. Nope. So if you're the organization, I like, like you said, you throw the kitchen sink at one of the best players in major league baseball and you try to win that way. Because again, it sets the precedent that the things we're doing right now isn't good enough to get to where we want to go. Right. Um, and on top of that, this is a – I would say this is a defining trade deadline position for A.J. Preller. He's right. been with this team for, I don't know, like 10-plus years. He has preached the, you know, the slow grind of building the farm system, which, you know, we were so horrible. It was like, okay, at least we have a new guy that has a direction of where he wants to go. Right. And – you know, the 2020 season and having Tatis debut in 2019, all of that happened and all of it's built. And now we're at this position where we want to win as a fan base and the, like, the players want to win too. But if you can't, if you can't get stuff done in this deadline and we go after the, you know, August 2nd deadline 
if we have the same type of structure and we made some very minimal, you know, reliever changes, but we're still throwing out guys like Batten and Kim starting at short. And, uh, you know, it's just, it's, it's an obvious, like, okay, like we're going to like really push for the wild card, but like this team isn't going to compete with the Dodgers. Then he's going to have to go. I'm sorry. Like that's not, it's just, you've had so much time to build a team that uh, is a world series threat. Right. That it's now or never. It's like, especially with a guy like Soto, like if he ends up getting traded and it's not to you, number one, if he goes to the daughters, it's like, we'll forget it dude. Cause they're like, they're, they have Mookie Betts and Juan Soto in the outfield. So forget it. Like that's the best team maybe like ever assembled. If they get to that point, it's like, you're, you're not going to beat that team. No. And regardless of the trades you make after that, and which is something I mentioned in a one that I think the Dodgers signed Freddie Freeman, where I'm like, how many guys are we going to allow to go play for the team in the same division that whoops our ass every year? Right. So, you know, you can't, if you're Preller, like this is like a all hands on deck, like you have to make this happen. And, and obviously the Nationals hold all the cards because he's, they could hold on to him but you can't allow him to go anywhere else really. Right. I agree. And I agree with everything you've said about Preller and, you know, while you were talking, the big thing for me about Preller is, you know, it goes back to what we were talking about with Hosmer is, you know, I hate to say this, but the Padres right now, as a, as, as Preller needs to kind of, emulate with our guys is the axe is always falling and our guys need to understand like if you are not performing we have guys in our farm system that would love to take your spot and at least give them a shot and I agree with you I think this Juan Soto thing whether it happens or does whether it happens or doesn't this is a major push for Preller to say I you know I threw the can at him I threw everything I could to try and get him over to us and it didn't happen. And, you know, as fans, we want to hear that what goes on behind closed doors, who really knows, you know, but I agree with you. I, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I think as Padre fans, we have given Preller, you know, enough time to make big moves with our team, but to no avail has it, been successful and you know I hate to say that because the guy is you know he's he's helped us as fans kind of fall back in love with our Padres but it's not without you know we need success and it's not happening and I hate to say I hate to see the guy leave but you know what I need somebody that's going to come in and and stir some shit up and say I'm I'm here to take control and make this team beat the Dodgers. Yes, the Dodgers have so many people and so many assets with their team, but they're the team to really beat. And if we can do that with these guys and figure out like, hey, I want hungry guys. I mean, dude, I mean, just we're picking on Hosmer. That guy does not seem like a hungry baseball player to me. <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> Like just the word Hosmer is like a curse right. word in my head. Like right. I can't the the errors he has made at first base, and it's not all bad. It's really not, but it's like 
it really seems that way. You know, I mean, the for the guy that we signed when he was on the Royals, and I was so stoked. It's like, wow, Eric Cosby's going to come. He has diminished. I mean, my God, the guy has seven home runs and 39 RBIs in like 200 at bats. For a guy that's supposed to be a producer and you're batting behind Manny Machado and, you know, normally Machado and Tatis and Crony. I mean, dude, like we have some guys on the team that are going to set the table for you. Um, but you know, his two out guy on second base routine where he just hits a ground ball to second and the innings over. I'm so I'm very done with that. And look, this bottom line is that we have to win the trade deadline. We have to be the team that makes the most improvements to our team. Um, otherwise, and this is very like, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to make the Juan Soto trade. Like, honestly, I, I can't allow myself to believe it because it's like a I'll, I'll believe it when I see it type thing. Right. But right. if we're gonna if we're serious about competing on uh, you know the next level, like you know with a Dodgers with a and somehow we're beating the Mets in the season series, but you know they have a better record. But I'm saying in the playoffs when you're matching up with those teams, like we have to be better. We're not gonna beat the Dodgers, you know, two two to one. Okay, we're gonna need some sticks to help that to help back that up. Right. So it's it, it's an absolute essential essential thing to fix the bullpen and get a big big time move like soto to happen in order to get us where we need to go i was in a fit of rage last night when rogers got the uh when he gave up the hit like today for whatever reason it didn't really i would because it had already happened to me so i was like you know what yeah fine yesterday i was like you son of a bitch (laughs) Well, and I think what really kills me is what what did you say? You said I can't remember what you said. It's just like why why can't we do this? Oh, this is what you said. Um about the trade deadline. I don't know if we're gonna win it. Dude, I'm I I completely agree with you. I have no idea what I'm gonna do with the whole Max Scherzer thing. I was like, all right, you know, like Padres are going to fucking do this. Now I'm in this position where it's almost, it's almost the, uh, (laughs) it's the refusal to believe it because you don't want to get your hopes up. Like, like I don't even want to be on Twitter this year when it's going down. Like I want to be off of that and not even look at all these reports because of that. I'm I have PTSD from freaking last year. Yeah. And it's just, it's just, dude, I don't know. It's yeah. Oh, so right. moving, moving forward. We could talk about the Padres all day. As sports banter, we'd like to introduce something new that we're doing this year for the football season. You know, which is near and dear to our hearts. Woo! The first ever sports banter fancy football league. Yeah, baby. Oh yeah. We're talking. So look, that it's very fluid. The league is created. We got twelve members. McCarthy has his own team. Polar Bears' his own team named Slippery Pete McCardle, which can you, you want to explain that? <laughs> Every ever since I started doing fantasy football, I've always that was the first name I ever picked, and it's oh, okay. uh, Slippery Pete. It's, is what it big is. Big tradition guy. Huge. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I've never won it, but keep pushing forward with Slippery Pete. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I was wondering that. I I saw your name up there, and I was like, Slippery Pete McCardle. What's 
Got to be some story there. <laughs> Pretty simple. And then my team name, Tackling Fuel, which of course is from Waterboy, Tackling Fuel. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just wanted to uh, bring that up and kind of you and me go back and forth of what we want to do with this whole damn thing. I'm Obviously, it's a monetary reward. Um, I was also thinking like uh, bringing some guys on who have a tough week or something, like, you know, figure some stuff out there. But uh, it's going to be very, uh, very fluid, this league. And with 12 guys, it's going to be highly competitive as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm i excited for it. I think um, – is everyone in San Diego or are we going to do our draft over Zoom? It's going to have to be a Zoom draft. We got – let's see. We got at least one member in San Francisco. Shout out to Bryson Blake. Okay. Um, the rest look to be – san diegans and this is all the way the league was uh created was i posted that we're gonna have the league on sports banter and these are all the people that responded to it so we got a hodgepodge of people from our universe which is gonna be great yeah maybe we try and get everyone together to do it <clears throat> you know yeah that would be see, these are the things yeah. um i will say in any league that i've ever created like been the commissioner never won never even been slightly competitive which is it's just bizarre when you're like you're the guy that's pulling the strings doing all the rules to not even be you know a competitor but i'm hoping that changes especially okay. with 12 and the reason we're doing 12 instead of the the standard 10 is it adds a little variety to the you know when you're a manager of your team you got to work a little harder to to build that roster up that's right uh 12 guys makes it like you said, it makes it a little more, a, a, yeah. lot, a little more involved, if you will, you know? So anyway, sports banter audience, this is something that we're cooking up and then we're, uh, you know, you're going to hear a lot about it in the coming weeks. Right. As, as we inch closer and closer to football season. Um, Cause look, the bears might not be so good. So this might be as close as I get to a, you know, championship this year and the bastardized bills fan, you know, that's right. <laughs> see what goes on there. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. Um, are you thinking any any big rule changes or you want to keep it standard? Like, give me a little something, Polar Bear. Well, you know, you can't go wrong with standard, but you know, I was I can't remember who I was talking to. It's gotta be some wrinkles, I'm thinking. I was talking to a guy from on the at my job. And I was just shooting the shit with him about fantasy football. And he was in a league last year where the commissioner made it like you had to start a rookie on oh. your roster. And I started thinking about it. I go, fuck, that would be. That's really interesting. I like that. So hard to do for some people because, you know, fantasy football is exactly like uh, March Madness. You get the guys that are super involved or you get the guys and girls, sorry, that are not, uh, you know, that are just doing it for fun. And I think adding that wrinkle of starting a, starting a, having one starter in your roster be a rookie, I think that's pretty interesting. And it's, it's kind of crazy because you have, you know, you have so many rookies and then it also adds another fold of, you know, you doing your homework for your draft. Right. No, I like that a lot, actually. I've never heard of that. But maybe we add an extra slot, like an extra flex that's strictly like the rookie flex. 
right. That's kind of like what I was thinking is maybe, maybe we add that. Cause I started thinking about, it, I go, dude, I think, I think Mr. Pino would dig this. So. Oh yeah. I'm all in on that. But you know, some asshole is like not going to address I don't know what to do. But you know, that gives me an excuse to get on someone's tail. And that's the last thing anyone wants. So yeah. I'm, I'm all in. I'm all in on that. Yeah. I, I, so I, I, that's a good one. I like that. I, I, you know, you're the commish. So, uh, commissioner, this is my, uh, you know, this is my plea to. Add. I really, I like that. Um, I'm also in another, my dad's league, which is, we have a position called head coach, which is basically like you get the team for that week. So it's like if I had the bears head coach and they win, then you get points. And then if they lose, you lose points. So that's all. That's another interesting wrinkle that I like. Cause basically if you have like the Patriots who, who like when they went like 14 and two, it's such a great thing to have. But if you have like a middle of the road, you know, like seven and nine team, then it changes the whole aspect of your team. So I'm dabbling with that. See if I want to include well, that. Some people like that. Some people don't. Is that a, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Is that a team pick every week or you pick a team at the beginning of this, at the beginning. You and, draft it. Oh, yeah. cool. it's, a, it's a part of the draft. It's just another position. Um, can you trade and, and can you, can. Yeah. I mean, you could, like I said, if you have a, a team that's like the chiefs that, you know, they're going to win a bunch of games um then you probably want to hang on to that but it's just like any other position oh okay oh I, I i like that that seems and then it's like it's not going to get you like 25 points something like they have a cap of like 12 points and then minus 12 points but it's like if that uh you know if it goes in your favor if it doesn't it could definitely make the difference in the game so it's a, it's an interesting wrinkle of like you know when do i draft a team that's good or do i just hold off and go week to week and try to get other positions, it, you know, it just changes up the strategy of what you want to, uh, right. In that right. particular moment. I like that. I think that's pretty, I, I, yeah, that sounds, that sounds like an interesting, like you said, an interesting wrinkle. And I've never heard of that before. And I like that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. And then we, you know, obviously we'll go over the, the entry fee and, so another wrinkle uh, that we have going on is we have one division of 12 players. So everybody's in the same division and then the top four will move on to the playoffs and it's, it's win or get got. And that's truly how God intended it to be. You either win or get got. That's right. There's no like, Oh, I won my division and I was seven and six, but if I was in your division, I would have been fourth. None of that. No, best of the best. <laughs> Drop them down. You're either good or you're not. And like that's all we want. Yeah, but the best of the best. Accept your fate at that point. Accept your fate. Uh let's see. Other things. I would say the best team name so far. It's still pretty early, so we still got people who haven't named their uh named their team, but I do like Trey Area, which is uh one of my coworkers from the Padres, Brendan Kennelly. Shout out to you who's a San Fran fan. So it's a play on the name of the quarterback there. Nice. And uh, I hate Dean Spanos, which must be. That's, that's just. Give that person a start. <laughs> another Padres coworker takes. Um, so those are my top two team names so far. Although I think my own tackling fuel. If you're a water boy fan, Adam Sandler, I mean, come on. It's top notch. Tackling fuel. 
um okay so like i said before we'll be uh you know talking about that as the draft gets closer who completely blew the draft you know where there'll be a lot of sound bites and different stuff going on i'm excited about that man it's gonna be great oh i love it fantastic idea mr peanut fantastic just chock full of them but uh, we covered the mlb trade deadline most notably what has to happen what needs to happen what must occur in order to be in a much better mood next week it's make or break if i i can't walk in next week with the same bullpen um juan soto cannot be a dodger these are things that must happen or you rip the Padres' love out of you. Or else I'll just be a sour bastard the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want that. If that's how, you know, the universe wants to play it, then that's how homie going to play it. Oh. Because, look, I'm at a crossroads. I, it's eerily familiar to last year, like the conversation we've had about the importance of the deadline. So things do feel a little different. It seems like we are a little, have a little more urgency, but uh, only results will tell. And I'm much more of a skeptic than I was last year. They've taken away my uh, innocence. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, and then also our, our fantasy football league up and running. Got all our 12 members. A lot of content to come there. Oh, yeah. uh, so be on the lookout for that. But look, we're back at it, man. That's right. Happy to be back, if you will. Happy to be back with the polar bear. I'm Mr. Peanut, and that's it for this episode. We out. <laughs> <laughs>